Hey, welcome to another episode, folks. It's Jamie Gardner here. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite strategies to elicit cash flow from my audience. So stick around. I will catch you guys right after this. Hey, welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining me. My name is Jamie Gardner. If this is the first time on this particular podcast, I'd like to say a very warm welcome to you. Been involved in the affiliate marketing space for just over 10 years now and also done a whole bunch of other stuff online, including setting up my own agency, running ads professionally as part of that, and uh, had a lot of involvement in e-commerce and pretty much everything digital marketing and marketing related I've had a fair old go at. So that's of interest to yourself. I'd love to uh, have you with me on this journey. This is me just documenting some of the things that I've learned along the way. And uh, if that's of interest, feel free to hit the subscribe button there. I've put out things on a pretty sporadic basis. I, I try to be a little bit more regular uh, these days, but uh, it is a bit sporadic. I also have YouTube channels and Facebook groups, which is where I uh, spend most of my time. Anyway, this is not about me. Right, so uh, I've managed to learn a few strategies over the years in order to elicit cash flow from my audience. And there's a couple of them in particular that have been uh, almost like a stable for me, I, I think is probably the right way to put it, where if I'm ever feeling like I need a bit of abundance to, to come into my life or elicit some cash from my audience or whatever, I just do this little technique and it, it's actually really simple. I think anyone that has somewhat of an audience that has uh, any form of uh, relationship with you as the uh, the brand, I'm pretty sure this is going to work quite well. So I'm recording this on uh, 26th of November, 2021, which I understand to be Black Friday in a lot of parts of the world and uh, very happy Thanksgiving to all my friends in the United States. So I hope you're having a good one. Although you'll probably end up listening to this after the fact, but now at least you know. <laughs> I'm grateful for you listening in. Right. So what is the strategy? Like I say, you do need to have a bit of an audience for this. Uh, that is my number one caveat for this to work. You need to have a bit of an audience. And what I would also suggest is that you need to think about ways that you can start to transition the people that are going to jump into this particular offer into some high ticket back-end offers. Uh, for those of you that have been following along for a little while, you'd know that one of the pivotal points in my business changing uh, direction quite significantly was when I stopped focusing on low-ticket products as my primary uh, source of income, and I started looking at high-ticket products. And of course, the mathematics worked out a lot better, and I, I guess I just had a bunch of insecurities about why I wasn't doing that previously, but I happened to meet uh, one of my mentors and he was like, dude, what are you doing? Like you're, you're everywhere. You've kind of created the sense of omnipresence on Facebook. You uh, are obviously prolific with your content, which is awesome. But you know, like, what are you doing, man? You're, you're promoting like every day I see you promoting this new um, hunk of crap that, that you found on the internet. Like focus on one product that serves your audience, man. Like what, what are you actually doing with this stuff? And I thought, that's an interesting way of putting it. And it, it took a while for the penny to drop for me before I finally uh, conceded and decided to follow his advice. And when I did, interestingly enough, I had my first $1,000 day in seven days, I had my second one the next day. And uh, business is kind of blown up and sitting between sort of 20 to 
40k uh, revenue in my business at the moment and I've got my wife working with me full-time as well which is kind of cool she's now officially retired from the workforce and I, I dare say she's kind of enjoying working for herself so you know like like anything it does have its stresses but uh, I, I suspect she's probably never going to go back to the workforce ever 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 again which is kind of cool kind of cool right so anyway back to the strategy I just wanted to paint a bit of a picture for you guys so back to the strategy right what are we talking about here um, now actually before I go on uh, a couple of things I need to apologize for is number one, uh, I got my floors redone recently. We had a flood in our apartment. And as part of that, you might hear this whistling sound in the background. And that is the wind blowing down the hallway of uh, my building. And I cannot stop it. I don't know why it keeps whistling. It's something to do with uh, the, the wind creeping through under the doors. So if you hear a whistling in the background, I'm not living in a haunted mansion yet. Uh, that is uh, just the wind. And secondly, I also have a, a neighbor who loves to laugh and he must have his audio equipment. I think he does something to do with computers as well. And he seems to have that uh, set up right next to where I do my recording in my apartment. So if you hear some random laughter and all sorts of stuff in, in the background, uh, that is the reason for it. Anyway, one of the uh, amazing things about living in a small apartment, I guess. Uh, anyway. It works very well for myself and my wife. So that's all I'll say about that. Anyway, right, getting on to the point. Jamie, shut up, just give us the goods. Okay, so like I say, caveat, small audience can be doesn't have to be huge, but you need, do need to have a relatively engaged audience that know, like, and trust you, uh, preferably if they purchase something from you before, that can help, not, nece not necessary. I started doing this before anyone had purchased anything from me, uh, but it can certainly help, okay? And what you want to do is you put out an offer and it is what I refer to as a quick fire cash offer. And this is something just for, for transparency. I actually learned from a marketer some years ago, his name's Johnny West. It was later then adapted by my mentor, Jacob Karras. And I've since gone on to re-adapt it myself in, in my own unique way and add a, a couple of little bits and bobs there as well, which has uh, allowed me to extract a pretty decent cash flow from my audience over the years. So it goes like this. You write a post and the post says, I have an exclusive offer. You cut straight to the chase. I have an exclusive offer for the next two people that jump on this. Once two people jump on this offer, I will delete this post and your opportunity to jump in will be gone. And then underneath that, you want to say something to the effect of, Here's everything you're going to get. And then you put a bullet point and you say, as part of this, you're going to get a one-on-one -on -one coaching call uh, where I can help map out a plan to solve, insert biggest pain point of your audience. That is valued at whatever your hourly rate is. I would encourage you to put a pretty decent rate on your time. It is finite. Hopefully you're offering value to your audience. So of course you want to be able to, <laughs> to provide value to your audience. You also want to add things like digital products. So if you've got any products that perhaps have historically sold for however much, you might want to consider releasing them at a lower price. Uh, if you have some sort of guide that you've created, can you wrap that up into a bonus? What type of perceived value? does that particular guide have? Do you have any other templates that you can offer? 
think about the perceived value of those types of templates. Is there anything else that you can add that your audience would go, holy crap, I need that in my life right now. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And if you can do that and you stack it up, and of course you need to get a little bit creative with your writing here. Like if you just say, oh, you're gonna get a one-on-one coaching call. It, it could fly, it depends on your audience, I guess, but you might wanna wrap it into something that has a higher perceived benefit of it. So think about the ben benefits of what you're offering, not the actual features itself. This is something I see very prevalent in the affiliate marketing space. And of course, just to, to paint a bit of a picture for you guys, I am referring to Facebook here. So I have an audience over on Facebook, it's a small group, uh, 3,600 people. Uh, it doesn't need to be that big, and I'm, I might do another one, another podcast another time about why small audiences are quite incredible. I've uh, pulled significant income out of my very, very small audience for many years now, which is kind of cool. Uh, you do not need a big one, you just need an engaged audience that know, like, and trust you, and uh, believe that you can help them out, right? So anyway, all that being said, you want to get a little bit creative with your writing. You want to make sure that you're highlighting the benefits, not the features. You add a price under every bullet point. So it would be, for example, uh, and I'll just keep it as, as uh, to the point as I can. So one-on-one -on -one coaching course, so you can solve, you know, insert biggest pain point your audience is experiencing, and we can map out a plan to take you from blah, blah, blah to uh, achieved goal, whatever it is, right? Total value, 497 bucks or 997 or 5,000 bucks, whatever it is that is a, a, a accurate but high perceived value for what you're giving them, right? So you stack up all these numbers. And what this is doing, this is called price anchoring. And underneath these, so you put like five to seven of these things, maybe five, let's go with that just for argument's sake. And then at the end, you say, if you were to buy these individually, you would be paying blah, blah, blah price. And then you, of course, you go through and you add up all the values that you've got. How much is this worth? What would this be if you were to buy individually? How much is this worth to this person? Blah, 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 blah. You add all that up and you get a total. That total should look quite big, okay? Compared to what you're going to drop next, which of course is the actual price itself, okay? And the way that you uh, then bridge into that is if you were to purchase this stuff individually, it would cost you, it would involve an investment of 9,000 billion, 100 billion dollars, whatever it is, right? But for the next two people that act upon this, you're going to be able to get everything, including the one-on-one -on -one coaching call, all these bonuses with the total value of blah, 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 for just, and then you drop your price. Now, I've played around with a bunch of different prices. It really, really, really depends on your audience, the level of clout you have with your audience, how much, how many offers you've made them historically. Maybe they're not used to buying from you, so they think it's a bit weird. But I would encourage you to at least consider starting at 97 bucks. And what that's going to do, you might only sell two spots, right? But here's where it gets really, really cool, is that when you are able to provide extreme levels of value by getting that person to invest in you for 100 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever, two things happen. One is psychologically, you realize, especially those that have yet to go down this pathway of being able to extract value from your audience at will, you'll understand that all the stuff that you're doing about putting out content, building an audience, helping people out and stuff, there is a purpose to it. There's an end game. 
And so even that simple act of extracting cash flow from nothing more than a Facebook post or nothing more than a tweet or nothing more than an Instagram post or nothing more than a short video on YouTube or a TikTok or anything that has a strong call to action, such as what I'm saying here, it is incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful for your own psychology. Okay. This is the, the point that I'm trying to make. So, and if you don't have your own products, you don't have any of that stuff, get creative. Like, you know, this is called being an entrepreneur as opposed to an intrapreneur, which is someone who's in the workforce. You got to be creative. You've got to think outside the box. What can you do to get cash flow from someone? What can you offer that has extreme levels of value for a tiny little investment? Maybe, just maybe, you happen to be an affiliate for a product. Wow, my goodness, how incredible. Maybe you get your first sale in this exact way that I'm explaining here. You add a ton of value, you then lob it out to them, you know, whatever it is, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 90 bucks, etc. doesn't matter, that's not relevant. It's more about that point of extracting that value. So the way in which I do it, just for, for reference purposes, I use something called Calendly, calendly.com. And as part of Calendly, you can uh, integrate Stripe. So you can take payments. And so what I do, if someone is uh, leaves a comment saying, yes, this is awesome, I want it. All I do is I bridge them over to Facebook Messenger. I say, cool, hey, just wanted to check. Were you helping with engagement? Or would you like to take me up on my offer? Going once, going twice, whatever, right? And they say, yeah, you know what, I'm going to jump on. And I say, awesome, lock it in here. This is only available for the next two people. It's probably going to disappear in, in a very short frame uh, time frame. So I'd highly recommend you jump on that. If uh, you decide to jump in in a week, it's not going to be valid. Just letting you know. They say, okay, cool, no worries at all. And so what happens is the Calendly link that I send them with the payment option, they pay their their, their cash, their you know, one, 200 bucks, whatever it is, whatever you're charging your time for at, a, at an extreme discount for the sake of this thing to work, then they lock in a time to chat with you. And so you're getting paid for your time. That's kind of cool. You offload all your, your products and, and different bonuses and stuff like that. And that's kind of cool. You sent that over in a Google Doc. Don't overthink this process. It doesn't need to be a big flash page because it's a one-off, right? You send that to them and then... After that, you lock them into that call and they jump on the call and you give them a really, really, really good experience. You actually coach them on how to do something. You help them solve their problems. You relate to them. You build rapport. You help them out, whatever it is. You give them epiphanies. And then at the end of the call, say, look, hopefully you got a ton of value out of this. And they say, yeah, oh my God, it was amazing. You're the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, I love this. Uh, and you say, cool, uh, do you need some help implementing the stuff in future? And they might say, well, maybe, what does that look like? And you say, cool, well, I've got a couple of ways I can help you out. I've got this coaching offer, or this high ticket affiliate product, blah, blah, blah. Happy to talk you through that, see how it might work for you. No stress either way. And if they say, look, not right now, I don't have the capacity to jump into anything. You say, hey, no worries at all. Do you mind if I just ask a very small favor? And they say, sure say cool would you mind leaving a couple of lines in my facebook group or in messenger or wherever wherever you feel comfortable or if you want to do a video that would be awesome as well just saying that you got some value from this experience and they will say yeah that sound yeah no worries at all i will so either way you still win you're getting paid for your time first and foremost you potentially end up with high ticket uh, coaching students or jumping into your high ticket offers on the back end but at least you're getting testimonials out of it as well. It has a self-fulfilling prophecy type situation going on here. If the more people you can help, more people sing your praises, the more people are likely to then jump on your offers in the future, okay? 
Very, very powerful stuff. So don't overthink this process. You don't need nothing fancy. There's no funnels involved here. You just need a small audience that knows, likes, and trusts you that have uh, ideally, if they purchased from you before, awesome. If not, no stress whatsoever. It still is going to work. And you, you legitimately, as soon as you have those two spots sold, guess what? Bang, you pull the offer, delete it straight away. It needs to disappear. So people know that you are legit. You're not just there mucking around, putting this thing out forever. Or if you put a time limit on it, say, hey, this is only going to be available for the next 12 hours. Jump in now. People aren't going to then call bullshit if you leave it up for like a week, right? You have to delete it. Plus, the other thing is you don't want it to dilute. Now, you might be thinking, Jamie, well, how do you actually make significant income out of this? I'm, I don't, I'm not quite getting it. And this is why I was saying earlier on, you need to make sure that you have a clear pathway as to how someone can ascend. So are they going to ascend into, say, for example, a 5K offer? Are they going to ascend to a $1,500 six-week group coaching offer? How are they going to ascend? And just to give you some, some stats, uh, and these are only off my own business. I, I don't really know what other people get into, but normally speaking for me using this process, I've normally converted around about 20% of those people into my higher ticket offers. So if you're doing this, say for example, a couple of times a month, uh, different time zones as well. If you don't, if you get donuts, like no one's actually commenting and all that type of stuff, completely cool. Don't stress about it. All you need to do is then delete that post, put it, try it in a different time zone. Give it another shot somewhere else. If it still doesn't get any traction, then think about two things. Number one, your positioning in the marketplace and how you can raise that so you, you are seen as a more credible figure. And secondly, uh, have you got enough audience members there? And then you give it another shot. Maybe you can make your office stand out a little bit more, all that type of stuff, right? So anyway, this is the process. Like I say, this has made me uh, a pretty decent chunk of change. I don't do it all the time because I don't want to dilute it. I don't want to uh, devalue some of the digital products that I do have. Uh, but what I can tell you is that this has worked exceptionally well, especially for getting paid to then pitch my high ticket clients on the back end as well, which is really, really cool. So if you'd like to learn more about that, feel free to head over to my group. I have a free Facebook group. It is ultimateaffiliategroup.com. And uh, I do a lot of this type of stuff over there and go live. I add files and try to add a chunk of value over there as well. And I can learn more about uh, my 80% close rate on sales, which is kind of cool, kind of cool. Right. All that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe if you got value out of this. And uh, I will try to be a little bit more regular with these little chunks of content. And I will catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys.